good, everybody? Episode 61 of That's a Shame. Two guys, thanks for coming back and listening to another episode of That's a Shame. Merry Christmas. Happy in between New Year and Christmas. Happy New Year. Whatever you're going to do. Do you do anything? I don't do any. I don't. I could not care less about New Year's. And I don't think I ever really did. I always thought I should care. So I kind of did care and would do things. And now I'm realizing I don't need to do a thing. On New Year's Eve into New Year's Day, I, I'm i all about getting, you know, I, I don't go to bed before midnight, so, I, so just by happenstance, I'll be up when the ball drops, but not because it's New Year's Eve, because that's how I live my goddamn life. I don't fucking conform to the societal norms of a New Year's celebration. I'm already up, so I'm up. Don't you fucking think for a second I'm doing it because other people are doing it. I'm me, unapologetically. I'm up, so I'm up. All days, including that day. But... I used to think uh, I'll go out, you know, I'll fucking drink some drinks and I'll, uh, I should probably find a whore to kiss. And uh, I would do that. I would do it. I did the last New Year's Eve. We were all. What was the last New Year's Eve? Last New Year's Eve, I kissed. Uh, I know who I kissed. I was with somebody who I'd been fucking. Fucking for. Uh, it's a little confusing when you use the word fucking as, you know a time killer in between words and sentences, you know, to help think of the real word you want to use. And in that moment, it was fucking. I said fucking instead of um, and the word I was looking for was that word. Don't do that. Be a cleaner comic, Nick. Don't do that. Be who you are. So I was uh, fucking fucking this chick for a minute. And uh, it's actually a chick I used to bang too back in the day. I remember I went on. Oh, she was actually the chick. She was a chick I went on a date with to some fucking beer place, I remember. This was our first date. I think I've told this story before. I'm not sure. So our first date, had some beers. I made, I think it was before, I had maybe done comedy a couple times. We had some beers. I made a reservation at the cell. I was like, let's go to a comedy show, which is honestly a terrible first date, especially if you're going to sit in the front row. You're going to have to talk to some fucking comic. One, two, you're just like, uh, it's like going to the movies almost. You can't, you, there's no, there's no interaction really being taken place. Although a show is probably way shorter than a movie, depending on what movie you saw. But most movies are at least two and a half hours. There's no shows that are two and a half hours. Unless Dave Chappelle drops in, which is what happened at this show with this lady. We went to a, like 11 o'clock at night show, mad late. He dropped in at like, I don't fucking know, late, very late. And stayed on stage till six in the morning. And at like two, which was completely reasonable, she was like, I don't want to be here anymore. And I was like, I totally get it you're being reasonable and normal and uh i understand but there's no chance i leave this place until this guy gets off stage this is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me and then she took a nap on a table for the remaining four that's not even really a nap she kind of just went to bed for the night and uh it was at the comedy cellar and Chappelle stayed on stage by the end of it it was just me him and you know i told the story like four or five other people and uh, just hanging out basically with him he pulled out a tin an altoid case full of pre-rolled joints and started passing them around. Got yelled at for that by one of the people who worked there. Um, but, you know, it's Dave Chappelle, so no real trouble is going to happen. But, yeah, then we went back to her place in Brooklyn and we screwed. And it was good. I remember it being good. 
And then uh, I wanted to keep hanging out with her because she was hot and she was good and sack and then it didn't happen. And then I was insecure for a little while. What's wrong with me? Do I got fucking, you know, I don't have, I don't have, do I not have a good game? Thick game? Regular game? Whatever it is? Am I not hot enough? You know, she was, you know, she was busy with her hair salon stuff and uh, I shouldn't drop too many pertinent details about who she is specifically. But we met, you know, actually ran into each other again outside the cellar like four or five years later, maybe. And, uh, Hung out a few more times. Went to her place back in Fidei, which is where she moved to. Did the deed and, uh, um, you know, happened to be doing that while New Year's was taking place. So we went to a place and we kissed a little bit and did, did the thing. And then, uh, and then I remember it was like, you know, two in the morning and she wanted me to go back to her place. And I, I'm trying to remember why, but I didn't want to. I wanted to go back to my, I'm not a big sleep anywhere, but where I, where my home bed is. And uh, she didn't want to come to my place and I didn't want to go to her place. And I was like, I know most guys couldn't say no in this situation, but I'm doing it. And I waited with her until she got in a cab. And then I don't think we ever talked again. She was heat. She couldn't handle that. She was heated. And I was like, uh, I didn't really, I had just, you know, as a chick I was sleeping with, it, it wasn't, you know, the, the lore of it being new vagina wasn't there. And although it was good vagina, it was vagina I had been in. And at that moment I was tired. I was kind of, you know, I don't. Th I think it was maybe partially drunk. I don't know what was going on in my head, but I, for some reason, I wanted to go home to my bed, and that's what I did. I went home to my bed, and uh, she was pissed, and I didn't care, because that's what you can do when you're not in a real relationship with somebody. You can do what the fuck you want to do, and that's you know, that's fun stuff. Real freedom. Nothing feels better than making a decision that you want to make, even though it pisses somebody off. And then them giving up on trying to convince you to not do it because it's pissing them off, standing your ground, them leaving, and then you being like, fuck yeah, I did it and I did what I wanted to do. Nothing better than, nothing, nothing better than the feeling of doing what you wanted to do and being happy about doing it. No room for regret. Didn't regret it one second. I think I probably got home and started swiping on the app immediately to see if I could find some strange, but you know, it is what it is. They wanted to come to my bed, my home bed base, without me having to leave my spot. I would have been down for it. But, you know, she was a chill chick who wanted me to go there, and I wasn't having it. What are you going to do? Anyway, I don't really give a shit about New Year's Eve. Love Christmas, though. You know that. You guys know that. And I did. I had a good time. Did Christmas Eve at my lady's uh, parents, and, and then we slept there, and I watched a bunch of children open gifts who were the, under the age of four, which is fun. They just uh, freaked the fuck out. They open literally everything not only they don't just unwrap it they open the gift then they want to open the gift gift and then they look at it and then they just leave it and then go to the uh, another gift and then it's just absolute this is why i can't imagine having more than you know two kids people who have fucking five plus kids three was just how do you have three kids without having a mansion is what i want to know 
because I was in a I was in a large apartment for this with three kids who are not even it's their kids who will retire to their separate quarters, and and I couldn't even wrap my head around that this was gonna last even eight hours, them being here with all these toys and leaving all the shit everywhere and like kind of loving and, and enjoying everything. But I just I'm watching them open it. And I'm like, you're gonna lose interest in all this so quickly. But it's all about the moment and how how you know happy they are in the moment. Except one dude, I mean, and you're getting all the, these elaborate gifts, these Hot Wheels and these race tracks, and uh, what else was it? You know, Paw Patrol shit and a bunch of other stuff. And then all they all also got this. All three of them randomly got this thing that was like just like a piece of rubber. It's a square piece of rubber, and it has all these little circles inside of them that push in different directions. Kind of like, you know, not bubble wrap, but a little bit like, but it's almost like you're popping it a little bit, but it just pushes to the other side and you can push it to that side. It's the simplest, most idiotic thing of all time. And that's what they were the most enthralled with. So don't even get your kid. Just find your kids the good, stupid shit that they're going to be like, just mind fucked over for whatever reason, because it's like mentally, I don't know encapsulating like a Hot Wheels thing is cool for a second because they're like oh it's a cool car I have 9,000 of them in my other place and it'll end up in a pile with those other cool cars but this thing something about it the pop in the thing is like an addictive sort of activity for a kid to do so get them all that kind of little shit like a fucking those things you squeeze you know the things that are like Chinese finger things but they're not at all they're way bigger and made out of gel and you would just like push them and turn them inside out I don't even know what it was. It was like the original pocket pussy that wasn't meant to be fucked. You guys know what I'm talking about? And it would kind of look like a lava lamp on the inside, but it would have nothing to do with a lamp or heat or light or anything. I don't know what those are. But that that kind of shit. You know, the, the fucking, the, the cheap sticky things that you would, you ever have that thing where you'd throw on the ceiling, but you'd hold on to its arm and its arm would stretch and then you'd slowly peel it off. You'd throw it on the wall, it'd stick to the wall and you'd pull it back and peel it. That's the kind of shit I'm getting my kid. Just dumb shit. Until they're old enough to really appreciate expensive shit, I'm finding that. the pot, I'm just going to, I'll literally just give them, I'll wrap bubble wrap in a nice box. They open that and then just have the kid fucking jump up and down on it. It'll be like a pig and shit, dude. Way happier than if I were to get him. I don't know. What are nice things? Paw Patrol. I hope my kid doesn't want to watch any of that stuff. I listen. They, they throw that stuff on the TV and I can't get it out of my head for four and a half days. It's such it's such a mind fuck. Um, but it was cool. Got fucking drunk. Off tequila and wound. And... Uh, And it was good. I don't know how people do that every day. I don't know how you just slam alcohol until you're drunk and then wake up and then function. There's people who do it constantly. And I get it. Get a nice little buzz going on the daily. That's good. If it doesn't fuck if it doesn't fuck with you and how your body functions, it's good. It's good. It's nice and relaxed. You gotta shut the brain off once in a while. Life is hard. Life is difficult. Oh, jeez. Yeah, then we went to my parents for uh Christmas Day. We went home, we opened our we came we came back to our apartment, did our gifts, took a little bit of a nap because we were exhausted because kids wake up at six in the morning because they, uh, they're they happy to be alive and they don't know the, the horrors of the world. So, you know, their eyes wake up and they're just like, hell yeah, dude, let's do another day real quick. And Santa came, I'll get up extra early and make all these adults get up too. 
So they did that. Then we came home. We did our gifts. We took a nap. Uh, then we went to my parents' house and uh, we actually cooked the food because my my dad doesn't really cook and my mom had a broken leg. So she oversaw and threw out some nice rules and directions and uh, my lady kind of, I'm not going to, you know, I won't lie. My lady did most of the cooking. She did get a damn good job. Steakhouse level steaks. Coated some filet mignons and ghee, some rosemary ghee, put it over, salt and pepper, mm, roasted veggies, some good stuff. And I haven't lost. I haven't lost the spirit of Christmas, man. The magic of Christmas is still is still in me. I get very, very excited because my mom always made a big deal about it when I was a kid, I think, and that's why. That's why now at, at the age of fucking 29, 29, I... Uh, I'm still like, fuck yeah, it's Christmas time, dude. Get the lights up. Get the fake snow out. Put up the North Pole Village. Put up, I have this, uh, we have elaborate villages. We have the Alpine Village. We have the North Pole Village. North Pole Village is much more Christmasy and Santa. It's like Santa vibes. And it's a good one. It's a little more cartoony, but it's cool. And we put it up. I put it up every year. It's usually my job, but this year I didn't do it. You can't just be popping in and out with the Omnicron. So my dad did, and uh, I'm pretty sure he yelled and cursed the whole time he did it. But what are you going to do? That's what, uh, that's, what, that's what dads do who are uh, from Long Island and in their 60s and have had a frustrating life. You, know, you just get mad for no reason, really. And he did a damn good job. It looked great. And he was like, next year I'm doing the Alpine Village. Said it with like like he was excited to do it. And then I know next year when it comes to like, you get your fucking ass home, you get these boxes out of the attic, and then you fucking help me put this thing up. I got your mother up my ass telling me this goes there and that goes here. I'm not hearing it. All right, Pops, I'll be there. Hopefully the virus will be over. It won't be over. There'll be a new variant out. And whether it's real or not, whether it's real and they're also, and, and uh, you know, they're also, they can be real and they can also be using it to uh, establish a totalitarian type rule over the world. Both of those things can be real. And, uh, you know, they kind of are because we can't just live our lives the way, the way we want it to anymore. Goddamn nightmare. Goddamn nightmare. Just be honest. Apparently, yeah, I don't even know. I don't know. Some picture was fake, apparently, that Italy leaked back in the day with a bunch of coffins on the floor and what looked like a cafeteria, and then apparently it was fake, and they doctored it, and they put the name of the city over a certain part, and other people found the original picture with the same people doing the same movements in the background, and they just used it to incite fear. And is that a bad thing? I don't know. Or do we need fear to be incited to get our asses inside? Otherwise, nobody would have went inside, and more people would have died, more grandmas would have died, more regular people would have died, and uh, we would have been locked down for even longer. I don't know. Longer than what? What it's already been? It's been forever. What's going on here? Let's get it together, world. It's crazy that this is just happening to the world. And uh, some people are not dealing with it well. Australia, Australia is just a concentration camp at this point, right? I haven't really read any articles. I just go off of the snippets I hear from certain people on podcasts and headlines, which is a horrible way to try to um, figure out what's going on in the world. But based on that, it seems like Australia is uh, somehow Hitler has been reincarnated and rose to power in Australia, and he's treating all of those citizens like they're Jews. Not letting them leave their house, and if they do, they get fucking, you know, sniped down, brought into a fucking camp and hosed down and thrown into a shed or whatever the fuck. It it, it seems pretty dicey over there, based on the not research I've done. And that's how I'm, that's the knowledge I'm walking around with. I don't give a fuck. I don't feel like looking into it more. Just believe it, dude. Believe me. Tell people. Tell your family and friends. Australia is the new Germany. 
quote it. Um, and yeah, we got some states who here who are like, you know, don't leave your fucking house. Don't see your parents. And other states are like, we've never cared about this ever. And I don't know why, but everybody in those states seems to be happier than a lot of the people in those not states. A lot of the people living in those red states seem to be a lot happier than the ones in the blue, even though they're supposed to be dropping dead and killing all their family members because they're not taking the proper precautions. But it doesn't seem like that's what's happening. Call me cuckoo, but I don't know. Everybody in these metropolitan areas and the major metropolises, well, that's not true. There's red states with major metropolises. Me talking about New York, La La Land. Really just those two places. Everybody's miserable. Either because they can't do what they want or because they're just fucking terrified. Because they buy into it. They bought into it fully. They're on their fourth booster. Whatever, whatever. And I, don't, I really don't, you know, I don't hear anybody in, that I know who lives in Texas or Florida hitting me up being like, it, it's fucking chaos down here. That's what it should be like. If this is really what it is, the way it's portrayed to be, I should have friends who live in Tampa calling me being like, come again, man. The airports are shut down. You can't get on a fucking boat. I'm trying to get out of this city. The helicopters won't leave. There's no way there's people hanging from the fucking legs of helicopters trying to get out of here. That's what it should be. But <coughs> I'm not hearing that. Why? Why am I not hearing that? Oh, God almighty. Oh, I had another fucking weird little liberal agenda thing this uh, on Christmas that bothered me. They, they had an elf in the shelf up in the house, you know, which is just, just a great invention. A great idea from a great man. I don't know. I don't know who it is. I hope he didn't do any shady shit, but I'm going to say he was a great man. And apparently uh, they're trying to cancel elf on the shelf because it promotes surveillance. And I'm sure the way that was being spread was through Twitter by people who are being surveilled through their phones. And all their social media apps that they jot down every fucking thought they have. And I'm not saying I'm any better. I record every thought I have. Talking to a microphone, record it on a hard drive and put it out for fucking all you people to hear. But I'm not the one trying to cancel Elf on the Shelf because it promotes surveillance. A thing that we're all heavily involved in. We're surveilled by the government. You surveil your fucking kids. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm not a parent, but I'm sure. I'm sure. Any sort of parent who's tech savvy now that has a kid who's like, you know, 10, 12, going off to school, <clears throat> junior high, high school, you secretly put an app on your kid's phone. I'm sure you can see exactly where, the <coughs> where they're going, what they're doing, who they're fucking, what kind of racial slurs they're using on their phone. It's all good until it's being used against you. Promote surveillance. The elf is stuffed with cotton and is fake. Okay? If you really cared, you'd move your kid to the woods where he couldn't be surveilled by anybody. He would have no phone. He'd have no computer. Don't worry about elf on the shelf when you hand your kid an iPad Every three minutes to shut him the fuck up because you can't handle being a parent. You didn't you didn't know what you were going to sign up for, for being a parent. Okay? Don't talk to me about Elf on the Shelf. If you sit your kid down in front of a television to watch Paw Patrol and Coco Melon. 
Okay? If you were sending letters to Congress from your cabin in the woods that did not have Wi-Fi, then I'll take it seriously. (coughs) If you give me tangible proof that your life and your kids' lives are better because you're off the grid and you're truly truly away and against surveillance, then I'll take your threat seriously. Or your, your, not threat, your fucking point of view on Elf on the Shelf. Seriously. But if you're living here in the city, if you're living in the modern day whatever, and you got that device in your pocket, and you're using fucking the World Wide Web, keep your opinions to Elf on the Shelf to your fucking self. Don't ruin a goddamn great American tradition. All right. Canceling off on the shelf. You're going to cancel Santa next? Because there's a weird fucking old creepy dude who breaks into people's houses and leaves gifts for children. It's all fucking weird. Just shut your fucking mouth and enjoy the magic of Christmas. All right. Otherwise, I'm going to fucking start surveilling you. Find out where you live and where you work and make your life miserable. How about that? How about I fucking become the elf? In your shrubbery and in your bushes and behind your car, in my car, watching your every move. Digging up dirt on you. Because I'm sure you're a bad person. What have you done wrong? What the fuck have you done so wrong that you look at a stuffed, rosy cheek, cheeked elf on the shelf, and you say, no. What are you compensating for? You probably murdered a kid, didn't you? You probably killed a child. And because you can't deal with the horror that you imparted on that innocent being. Trying to make up for it in ways. Where an elf on the shelf is going to scare kids. We got to get rid of it. Because I fucking killed one and I feel bad about it. Now I got to look out for them. In ways that aren't really looking out for them. Anybody who's into this fucking overly woke bullshit, I think you're all really probably evil deep down and you just can't fucking handle it. So you you, uh, put it onto other people by tweeting about fucking Christopher Columbus or whatever, taking his statues down. What am I fucking talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I had a weird thought today about it. I went to the doctor today because I'm 29 and uh, it feels like I have the problems of a 58-year-old. I've had to pee. This fucking prostate thing is back, man. I'm, I, I got the urge to piss. If I have more than one cup of coffee a day and I start <clears throat> drinking too much alcohol, prostate kind of flares up. Bladder, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's the bladder that's not functioning. I'm having tests done to see what's going on, but I fucking can't even sleep through the night because I got to wake up and pee constantly. And it's not even have that I have to pee constantly. I have the feeling of having to pee. Problem. Problematic. But I was thinking, because I go, I had an appointment with a new doctor and I didn't want to see that doctor because then I had to like, I really didn't want to just start all over from like to explain what's been going on. I wanted to see my old doctor who was hard to make an appointment with, but I was finally able to get an appointment with him. And I was like, yeah, let me do him a couple of days later rather than this new person because when I see him, I don't have to explain the goddamn thing, the whole goddamn thing from chapter one, you know? He's caught up. He's read all the books. Now I just got to tell him about the new, the new pages, which is quick. But a doctor's allow you know, it's a little bit kind of like stand-up. 
or, you know, pursuing any sort of, you know, thing where you need a fan base. Having a, a doctor is kind of like, patients are kind of like fans, man. And, you, and, you, and you, they come back to see you because they like your work. They like what you do. They trust you. They enjoy you. They have faith in you. So they keep showing up. And the goal as a doctor is to sta- establish as many patients or fans as you, as you possibly can so that your, your calendar is booked, solid, tight. You don't have a fucking open window in there. It's basically doctors just have fan bases that we call patients. You know, they pay a fucking large ticket price to come and see them if they don't have insurance. Imagine as a standard comedian, if your fans like bought a certain insurance and they could get into a show for 20 bucks, but the insurance company went to pay me like $1,500, depending on how hard I made you laugh that show. That's what it's like being a doctor. Except it's way easier to learn fucking medicine because it's just memorizing things. Try making someone laugh. Eh? God, I wish. So much easier. It's so much easier to probably fucking establish a a patient base than a fan base. Because I'm struggling with the latter. I'll tell you that. The ones who like me like me, but I'm trying. I I need more exposure here. Fucking reels are doing great, but they won't go viral. Fuck you, Instagram. Piece of shit. How many goddamn shares? I got a video with fucking 2,000 shares on it. On like 30,000 views. Send it into the rhythm and give me a fucking couple hundred K, will ya? Help me out. Help me have a career. I hate that this fucking algorithm thing is completely, my whole career rides on it. Also, it rides on me being funny, you know? But whatever. All right. That's it for this episode. We're moving on to the Patreon. Go on over to patreon.com slash Comedy to join that. Got a couple new uh, members. Let me shout you out. Almost forgot there. And I know there's certain tiers or different tiers of different things. And, you know, it's all of it. There's there's so few Patreon members that you're all. I I love all of you. I love all of you. Um, Shout out to Jorge or George. I don't fucking know. J-O-R-G-E. Appreciate you joining. Michael Alexander Freeman, Liz Hardwood, Philip Free, Shane Baraldi, Kaylin Andy, John Ogden, Romy Barajas, Kyle, Mr. Private, Rebecca Lyon, Chris Freddy, Steve, Professor Payne, Trevor Vacris. But John Ogren, he's the real. He's a fucking, he's the, oh, he's the only producer of the show right now. That isn't fucking moi. Shout out to John Ogren, hard. Um, but yeah, go on over to patreon.com slash nickalexcomedy. Join. It's fucking five bucks. I mean, it's. It's a quality bottle of water. A month. All right? Go on over. Join. Uh, See you later.